if we say God is faithful or forever faithful. According to my little research, uh, to be faithful means to be loyal. Everybody say loyal. loyal. Hallelujah. Uh, while, while we were coming, sometimes I like playing with words. So if my daughters were with me in the car, I would have asked them, but today they drove. So I asked Nathan, because I was just stuck with Nathan. I'm like, Nathan, what is the meaning of loyal? Because I want more words. And he's like, loyal. He said something that is way off. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Which, which is normal, nine-year-old, right? So I tried to explain in my own way what loyal means. And when I came, I looked up again. What is the meaning of loyal? So faithful means you're loyal. And loyal means you have allegiance, constant allegiance. Hallelujah. So if we say God is forever faithful, God is constantly allegiant to you. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. Amen. Loyal is his faithfulness. He is faithful to the fact that he is so loyal to you. Hallelujah. And also he is trustworthy. God's faithfulness shows in his trustworthiness, which also means that he is dependable. You can rest assured, rest, just relax on him. Like you sit in a couch and you raise your legs, knowing that the couch will support you. You can relax and lay your back on God. You can depend on him, not just for one time, but for the rest of your life. Because he is forever faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm telling you, David saw it. The man who needed not to see, he saw and testified and wrote about it. And Joseph also saw it in spite of all those trials and trials. So it's not like uh, you are the first. God is faithful. He is trustworthy. You can depend on him. You can put him to the bank and your money is secure. Hallelujah. Amen. Another word for the faithfulness of God is that he is steadfast. When God is faithful to you, he is steadfast. He is he is not unsure. He's, he's not like, you know, today, uh, maybe, maybe I, I, I'll bless this guy. You know, after all, he sings, you know, since his childhood has been good. Maybe I'll see, I'll see how he does. That is not the way of God. He is constant. He is steadfast. He does not move. Hallelujah. That is forever faithful. God is patient. God is, oh my goodness, if he was not patient, who are we to stand and call ourselves by the name of God? You pray and you black a toe and you bind the devil and you, you, you kick demons. Who are you if God wasn't patient on you? You sin two minutes, you beg for forgiveness and you go back and, oh my God. Oh, and you do the same thing and because of his patience, he watches you. And carries you like a baby, saying that you, I got you. I know you're gonna change. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on until you change. He is patient. Hallelujah. That is because he's forever faithful. And God is committed to you. He is faithful. His faithfulness leads to commitment unto you. He is committed to you and your course. Hallelujah. And the last word that I found about being faithful is reliable, which is close to dependable too. You can rely on God because he is a faithful God. He is forever faithful. All the days of your life, 
he remains faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Let's read something from Deuteronomy chapter number 7, verses 6 to 11. If you're going to project, I would be grateful. Deuteronomy 7, 6. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. Do you have the New King James? Okay, please. For you are a people. No, you still got it, NIV. I'll read from my own until you get it. Okay, you got it. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself. A special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Now, this was what God was telling the people of Israel. This is a people who his son had not initially died for. So for me, if God was speaking to me this time, it would even make more sense. Because the people of Israel was just a group of people who were just chosen among people and called as the uh, people of God, right? From the descendants of Abraham and all that. But for us, we have a better covenant. For us, it is by the blood. Hallelujah. So let this mean even deeper than you think it is. Hallelujah. Verse 7 again. The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than anybody. God did not call you to become children of God, to become Christians because you were better than anybody. Let's keep going. Did you move? Yes. No? Oh, you're back. Okay, I'll read. I want verse 8. Is that 8? Okay. Any other people? For you were the least of all peoples. Good. But because the Lord loves you, and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand. Faithfulness. That is where we're going. He keeps the oath, right? So when, when we say God is faithful, it is because he has something that he is keeping his eyes on to accomplish. And for these people, it was the oath that God had spoken to their fathers. Hello? Okay. Let's move on again. And verse... Verse... Uh, to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Therefore... This is where I want you to draw verse 9. Therefore... Everybody, let's read it together. One go. Therefore, no... Oh. Please be on your feet. Please be on your feet. I got the floor. Hallelujah. President, let people even kneel down, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's read together with more energy. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, He is God. The faithful God who keeps a covenant... And mercy for a thousand generations will those who love him and keep his commandments. Hallelujah. You may see it. Hallelujah. Therefore, that the Lord your God, he is God who keeps... Who, who, oh, 
I think I should read from my Bible. My eyes. <laughs> I'm skipping around there. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God. The faithful God. That's the key. The faithful God who keeps, a, who keeps covenant and mercy. Who keeps covenant and mercy. Hallelujah. For a thousand generations with those who love him. Do you love God today? Oh, I bet you do. If you have raised up your hand to heavens and have accepted the Lord Jesus as your Savior, you love God. Hallelujah. And if you haven't today, you will do it before you leave. With those who love and keep it. Amen. And the rest, as you can tell, and he repays those who hate him to your face to destroy them. He will not be slack with him who hates him. He will repay him to his face. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which I command you today to observe them. Hallelujah. My key there again is therefore know, if you are a believer, know that your God, he is God. And not only is he God, he is a faithful God. And he keeps covenant. He keeps, he keeps his word. Not just to you, but to your children's children. I was trying to imagine a thousand generations. Now, let's take one generation as a, a century, you know, a hundred years, right? Because some people are able to live to hundred. Some people, 80, 90. So, for a span of a hundred, I could call that a generation. And the Bible says that God will keep his word, not just to you, but two thousand more, oh hallelujah, amen. Because he's going to be around. You may not be there, but he's saying that not only is he going to be faithful to you, but he's going to be faithful to your children's children's children. Thousand. Hello, that is what he is. He is a faithful God, and 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 the, and the good thing is that he he's not just going to do that. He keeps covenant and mercy. And that is why, if it makes sense, somebody, a crook like David, could endure the faithfulness of God. Because he also took also of the mercies of God. Hallelujah. A crook like a Jacob, the trickster, you know, who, who, who actually stole the blessings of his brother, also became somebody who endured the faithfulness, who, who, who received the faithfulness of God because of the mercies of God. So he keeps, his, his faithfulness comes with mercy. And so, yes, you may make mistakes, but his faithfulness doesn't stop because you made a mistake. Once he has spoken, ah, I don't want to go ahead of myself. His word, whatever it is that he has spoken, whether it is, it is a promise that he will do, that is the essence of his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Forever faithful. Forever faithful. It is his nature to be faithful. Hallelujah. Now, there is no faithfulness when there is nothing to look up to to fulfill. Hello? I don't know if it makes sense. Holy Spirit, help me explain. Amen. Amen. Let's read a, a few more scriptures. We'll come to that. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, verses 17 to 22. Therefore, when I was planning this, I did not, I did, when I was planning this, did I do it lightly? 
or the things I plan, do I plan according to the flesh? That with me, there should be yes, yes, and no, no. But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus, and Timothy, was not a yes and no person. <laughs> but in him, yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. For all the promises of God, in him are yes, and in him, amen. To the glory of God. So we may, you may think that, oh, but this is Old Testament. I'm here to uh, preach to you that this faithfulness of God is not just from the Old Testament. This is now in our dispensation. Hallelujah. And so this is Paul talking and writing to the people of, of Corinth and telling them that if I write to you and I, I make, you know, come see, come see, today I'm A, tomorrow I'm B, then I'm probably not the person you think you should uh, trust. Neither is Timothy and Silvanus. Because, and he emulates, because we are following a God whose, whose words are only yes, yes. Not today, yes, and tomorrow, no. Oh my goodness. If you are a guy here, and you have proposed to a woman to marry, and the woman tells you, let me pray about it. And then they pray a week, they come, they say yes. And then after two months, you make a mistake. I said yes, but today I'm saying no. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That, that is not the God we serve. A yes and no woman. Today, yes. As if she is saying yes, as if she is saying no. That is not what God is. And some guys are like that too. As if they like you, as if they don't. They are hanging around, showing all the vibes. Today they are, yes, oh, because you look nice. Tomorrow they don't, they don't like you. Go, 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 go. And they are believers. Inconsistent. Hallelujah. This is not what God is. So we have to learn from what God is. God is a yes man. If you are saying yes, say yes. Tell your neighbor, if you say yes, say yes. If you say no, say no. Stop saying yes and no. Hallelujah. Because the God we serve, he is a yes and yes man. Oh, and no, and no. It's one and not the two. Hallelujah. And so Paul was telling them, you, you know what? I could be doing this and that, but the Jesus we serve, his word is yes and yes only. He doesn't, he doesn't mix them up. He's a faithful, straight up God. Hallelujah. So don't, don't, don't miss them like that. And then the key, the, the key of my, you know, reading this is that he said, but as God is faithful. So it's not only in the Old Testament that the faithfulness of God was, but Paul, and as a matter of fact, if you actually read before you reach here, this man who was talking about the faithfulness of God had gone through issues of death. He said that they, they could have died. In other words, they had been in trials. If you like, read above. Because of time, we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't read. And yet, from this point, he's talking about the faithfulness of God. That's why it is true. You may be going through stuff, but it doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change who God is. His faithfulness is forever. He is forever faithful. Now, let's read in um, uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 9. It says that God is faithful. That is by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. My goodness. Makataya Zonde Debe. God, everybody say, God is faithful. By whom you were called into the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Old 
and New Testament and our our generation. God is faithful and he remains faithful. Nothing changes him. He is God and one of his natures, I should say, is faithfulness. He is faithful. And as a matter of fact, let's read in um, uh, 1 Kings uh, chapter 8 verse 56. Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. Thank you. According to all. Everybody say all. all. Not some. According to all that he promised. There has not failed one word. Did you see that? Of all his good promise which he promised through his servant Moses. This is the king uh, Solomon after they were praying in the, in the temple. And then he began to bless the people. And Solomon, as you can tell, also saw the faithfulness of God. And the Bible says that he attested to the fact that God is faithful. He said that no one word has fallen flat. Not one word. Every word that he said comes to pass. He watches over his word to perform. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, another scripture. Let's read on 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, verses 23 to 24. Blessed, uh, now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you, verse 24, he who calls you is faithful. Mm, who also will do it? He who calls you is faithful. Who also will do it? If he had said he who calls you will do it, there could be a question mark. But when he adds is faithful, he is attaching something to it. That means that there's no going back. Hallelujah. Whatever God has called you to do, he is faithful to make sure it, is, uh, it comes to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, before I conclude, the question is, how do you activate his faithfulness? And the answer is, you don't activate. He, it is his nature. Tell anybody, it is his nature. Hallelujah. It is his nature. You don't need to activate the faithfulness of God. There is something, though, that you, you can do. And that, there's more. But thank God the Holy Ghost gave me two. There are certain things that you can do. But as far as his faithfulness, you don't have to work about anything to get God's faithfulness. You don't need to. God doesn't expect you to do anything. I've already proven to you. The crook, God was faithful to the crook. <laughs> David, Jacob, God was crook to them. And are also faithful to the good, Joseph. Right? As a matter of fact, he was even faithful to Saul, Paul. Hallelujah. Saul, Paul, right? The crook who was killing Christians, he found faithfulness of God. So it is not, he does not de demand anything from you to be faithful. He is forever. It is his nature. It is part of being God is to be faithful. Oh, I love that. It makes more sense. Part of being God is to be loved. 
Our God is love. It is, it is, it is said. And part of being Him is faithful. Now though, to be faithful, you have to have something to accomplish. There's an oath that you fulfill. A covenant, a spoken word. Something must be accomplished. A word must be spoken, written, uh, agreed to. Something must be said or written, oath, sworn. Something must be done to see the faithfulness of God. That is the secret. Hallelujah. Makataya. Stand up. Let's, let's blow into us. Please stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up with me. If you have a worship song, lift it up. I wrote some of your worship songs down. I'm not done, but let's watch him. Holy are you, Lord, all creation. As they sing, I want you to speak in tongues. Just, just blow and worship God. Worthy. Oh, you don't feel like you know what I'm talking about. To be seen, there must be a word spoken. There must be a covenant written. There's got to be an agreement laid. For that is the measure by which we can see God's faithfulness. And so when we read in the Old Testament, the scripture was pointing to the fact that the oaths that were written. Now, how do you measure the faithfulness of God if he hasn't said anything? He's got to say something about you. He's got to say something about the church. He's got to say something specific that you look on to see him fulfill. Then you can see that God is faithful. Faithful to what? To his word. Hello? Faithful to his word. Not faithful to you. He's faithful to his word that he has spoken to you. And that is why when he speaks his word to the people of Israel, those people were some of the most stiff-necked people ever made. I don't know. Even up to today, some of them will not accept Jesus Christ. On the world, on, 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 the, on the desert as they went, all the unbelief, at some point, in fact, Moses said, you know, God said, let me just kill these people and raise a whole nation out of you. And you could have just wiped everybody without even asking Moses. But for his word he has spoken to Abraham, he wanted at least one person through whom he will still keep his word. So God has to speak a word to you. That is where we are today. That is the gist of the message. Yes, God is faithful, but you got to have a word. Tell your neighbor, you got to have a word. Ma, you didn't hear me say, neighbor, what is that word? What has God said for you? What is the word that God has spoken to you? Now, now God has a corporate word and he has individual and personal words. A little lower on the volume there. He speaks to his church. The church of Pentecost will go to the world, will do this, will do this. He will come to church and there may be a prophecy. I'll build my church and the gates. That's to all of us. Good. He watches over his word to perform. But the second one, which I think is the most important, because when you have a word, I have a word, I have a word, you have a word, and all the words are fulfilled, that is when we see the awesomeness of God. Because if he makes the church big, people come in and people are suffering. People have no jobs. People don't live right. People are doing all kinds of things. People are always crying. Then what is the church for? So the key is to measure his faithfulness by his word. 
And some of you, 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 has, you have never listened to the word of God. You pray and you don't wait on God to hear anything. One of the sweetest words that I've heard God talk, talk, tell me is I love you. Oh my God. Because at some point I thought I, I, I wasn't loved. I don't know about you. But just the fresh word of saying, I love you. And to hear God tell you that he loves you means a lot. You know, if you're a married person and your wife or your husband tells you you love, you know, you know, of course you do. That's why you married me, right? But I'm talking about Jehovah himself whispering in your ear and telling you, I'm going to do this for you. And he speaks. If he hasn't spoken to you, there's something you are missing. And that is the end of my message. I'm going to give you two. The first one is to remain in God, which I think you are. You're already a Christian. The second one is to raise a worship all the time. Worship God, not just in church, but in your own private area. Build an altar of worship and praise and worship God like you have never done before. And when you have finished, chill and wait God speak to you. You want me to give you examples in scripture? Because of time, watch what Solomon did. Solomon, a young guy like me, called to be a king. This man was like, man, these people, I'm, I'm going to be a king over these people. How the hell? God, I can't rule these people. Even you. Look at how you suffered on the desert when you were bringing them. These people are tough. And then he made an offering. The Bible says that he killed a thousand bulls. He sacrificed and worshipped God with them. And he did not say anything just after the worship. The Bible says that when he went to sleep, God spoke. Oh, you are not following. When he went to sleep, God went to him. Brother Solo, Solomon, I've received your worship. Now, what do you want? Hallelujah. Amen. And the same thing happens also with David. That is why he is a man of God's own heart. And yet, he is the person that killed somebody's wife, slept with that person's wife, and killed the, the husband and took the wife. How could God be so good? Worship. So, worship like you've never done before and then when you have finished wait on God to speak we are always in a rush to, to get out of the presence of God let God speak to you for then is when you can call on God's faithfulness and when God speaks to you he is going to ensure that his word that is spoken will not end let's read in uh, first Thessalon second Timothy I'm sorry Scripture says in 2 Timothy 2.13 You want to project that? 2 Timothy 2.13 says that if we are faithless He remains faithful He cannot deny Himself That is what this verse Another version says that He cannot disown Himself So force God if you can to speak something on your life Then that's it Problem solved because he is a God who keeps his word. He cannot go back on his word. If he says something for you, trust me, he will do it. You can dig the ground and go and hide yourself. Because he is God and his nature is that he is true. He doesn't go back on his word. The Bible says if he goes back on his word, he has denied himself. 
if he goes back on his word, he has actually lied. And God does not lie. He has made us know that there is only one person who is the father of all lies, the devil. And so for him to lie means he is dethroned the devil. So he doesn't lie. And so for you to activate the faithfulness of God, which I say is already there, what you got to do is to bring worship and get a word. Some of you, you have been prophesied on. Some prophets spoke to you, if it's a genuine prophet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because these days, some prophets will just, they just, because of money, they can say anything and then just go by. But if it's a genuine prophecy that came upon your life, if you remember, write it down. If it hasn't come to pass it, write it down. And if God through any man speaks on your life, write it down. And when you go to God, tell him, Oh God, you know this word you said and he knows and he will ensure that whatever word, whatever word, he says that if regardless, you may not believe this is the part where faith doesn't count. And I, you know I'm a man of faith. So I'm shy to say it. But this one, faith, that your, it doesn't depend on your faith. If he said it, it is up to him. And as a matter of fact, let's read it again. 2 Timothy 2.13 if we are faithless, he remains what? Faithful. So it does not depend on whether you believe on him or not. What it depends on is if he said it. Oh, come on, man. My If he said it, if he spoke that word, if God said he would do it, hold him by the word. My goodness. Because he does not. This Scripture says, and you know, another reason why? Because the word is himself. Oh, John 12, I mean John 1, going all the way to 12, and the word became what? Flesh. So his word is his bond. There is no God without his word. He made us and made all the things we, we have by his word. And so he is very careful about his word. That's why he doesn't speak rough, rough. Oh yeah. He had to speak to the people of Israel. He said, Moses, sanctify yourself. Go on the mountain. And I'm coming to show myself and speak to you. And then he ensures that people write down what he, what he speaks. Because he is not a God that lies. Beloved, if I were you, I will begin to activate my worship life. And begin to hear him speak. Just, just wait on God when you pray. Abakata, abakata. Some people, I was talking with my wife recently. It's like, this, some people are just praying for nothing. I'm like, you don't have a need. People just go and pray 24 hours. For what? God doesn't have clogged ears. I mean, even if he had earwax, you could, your prayer would have taken it out. Baga, baga, baga. Abaka, tokoto. Ameke, tekete. Abosokete, ya. Every, you know, some people that I know, no break. No, break that. Change that into worship. Worship 24 hours. Oh my goodness. Lift up holy hands and sing praise unto God. As a matter of fact, even when you are going through, sometimes you don't need to ask because the Bible says that he is closer than the brother. He knows. He knows. Just lift up holy hands and sing worship and, and then let him speak because I will make him speak. That is a trick. I've learned by myself. Trust me, I have seen him. He will speak when your worship reaches him. And when he speaks, he is faithful and just to ensure that that word that was spoken will never go back until he has accomplished it. Hallelujah. So let's do a little bit of worship. Worship people come. And then that will be our prayer. Today, no prayer. We are worshiping until he speaks. Hallelujah. Lift up holy hands 
and hear the Lord speak to you because He is a faithful God.